Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bennett. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series of Yesod Blocks. If you're enjoying this content, check us out at www.yesodblocks.com where you can get access to all the other frameworks and profound Torah ideas that we have been constructing, sharing uh, on that platform. It's only $9.99 to subscribe, and your subscription not only gives you access to all of that content, but also allows us to continue to share and develop and expand the, uh, the sharing of this Torah content with the world and bringing the world closer and closer to where it's supposed to be in which uh, the perceptions of our people and the people of the world are more and more in alignment with reality in ways that are balanced and effective and add heightened utility, connection, love, power, self-esteem, self-awareness to all of our lives, all of our relationships. Additionally, we have an album that we put out recently on uh, iTunes and Amazon. It's called Tikkun Hayasod, and it deals with using these Torah concepts, Torah frameworks to do battle with the dark side of the internet. So you can check that out as well on iTunes and Amazon for only $9.99 just for the album, or you can access that on yesodblocks.com. Uh, simply by subscribing. We're moving through the halachos of Birkas Torah, and there's a few more halachos that are coming that are ahead of us here. And today we're continuing to build on the last the last couple of halachos where I mean you don't have to you don't have to have heard the previous episodes to get this one, but it's always useful to hear things in their fullest picture. And even though I try to cover all the information in each episode that you need for that episode, but the there's there's no substitute for simply knowing as much as possible about every topic as possible, since that just makes our minds more and more rich and our perceptions and understandings more and more full and more and more accurate. Uh, so the halacha in this particular episode, we're in Simon uh, Mem Zion. It's section 47, and it's halacha Dalid, the fourth halacha in the section. It says, Hameharher bedivrei Torah, someone who is thinking about Torah, words of Torah, thoughts of Torah. Einot tzarech levarich, does not need to say birkas Torah before he thinks those thoughts. Now let's just recall that the idea of birkas Torah is the same as the idea of all brachos that we say, which is, is a trigger phrase designed to create a consciousness expansion, consciousness connection between a particular activity or experience and the layers of existence that are underneath that all the way to the source, which is Hashem. So that's obvious in a situation where we're eating food. We say brachos on food because we're trying to deepen our awareness that these foods are rooted in Hashem, sometimes uh, uh, physically rooted in the ground. They come from somewhere. They don't, they don't just appear magically in the store. And to sort of expand our awareness on every level, it starts with just realizing that there's uh, somewhere this food comes from and the amount of effort that was put into creating it and then the kinds of effort and the kinds of processes. And that's not just because you have to have gratitude, although that's certainly a healthy, good thing to do. It's very, it adds uh, uh, clarity to our perceptions to have gratitude because gratitude means having a basic awareness that there are other people involved in the processes of our lives, which is a true fact. In other words, it's just a phenomenon that that is how we all live. We all uh, share value for value with each other when we ex- exchange and transactions. We each create things and then sell them to others in exchange for things that they create, which is a profound, uh, a profound co- uh, materialization of each person's individual creative energy and divine energy, which we discussed more intensively in the Arab Shabbos episodes of this series. And so that's definitely one aspect is the gratitude aspect because gratitude just means that awareness of other people being a part of your life and a part of your story. And there's also deeper layers to it, which is the actual truth of how these things came to be and understanding how fruits, vegetables, products, 
different kinds of foods, meat, where they come from, and to know all of the, the depth of what's behind them, so that way your perceptions are not shallow, then they are instead accurate and full and rich, so that way when there are situations in which you need that information, you need that data, then you have it uh, at your fingertips, something which is very relevant in discussions today about vegetarianism uh, or the environment, when we don't really know much about how these things work, and we don't really have too much uh, awareness of the processes involved and the complexity and the layers, so then we are simply prone to being uh, convinced, indoctrinated, brainwashed with various ideas such as, well, eating meat is bad, or slaughtering animals is bad, uh, it's cruelty to animals, or the globe is warming dramatically because of things that we're doing. And these are incredible oversimplifications of very complex processes that when you understand them, you can exactly understand what the problem is, where there is a problem, where there isn't a problem, and then how to solve problems in an effective way, as opposed to when you have a very vague superficial understanding, then people tend to come with either cookie cutter or broad stroke solutions, which simply lead to tremendous damage to society. We've just experienced a huge wave of that with something called lockdowns. Uh, which was a, a good example of simply uh, broad strokes applying some idea to a massive amount of people that tr tremendously damaged people's lives without any really clear benefit. So that's the, that's the, the, the problem, that, that when we have perceptions that are not full and that are not layered and that are not clear and that are not nuanced, so then we develop very, very shallow uh, behaviors and policies and actions as a result. And this is true on a country level, but it's 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 much more true on an individual level when the types of behaviors you use to interact with the people around you, the people that you love, that are based on per paradigms and perceptions that are simply superficial because we don't spend time investing in trying to fully understand what it is that we are involved in in every area. And of course, in a relationship, it's obvious that if you want to be able to help somebody or be there for somebody or make somebody feel understood, you have to understand them in a deep and complex way and an accurate way. But that's, you know, it's not as easy to realize that that's true for all things. You can't respond accurately to reality if you don't have a good grasp on reality. And so that's the the underlying assumption of brachos as, as a total system. And here, the concept of Birkasa Torah is that they are designed to allow us to see Torah learning as a connection or as an extension of Hashem's self. In other words, just like we try to see where fruit comes from and how it's created and all the processes that are involved and how it's ultimately rooted in Hashem's, in Hashem's creative capacity, His His manifestation of His own self in the in material physical form. So it's also true with Torah. Torah is the uh, it, it, the body of Torah. It contains the the thoughts of Hashem about existence. And then what we're doing is we're trying to think those thoughts and concretize those thoughts for ourselves so we can actually start to think about reality in a more accurate way. Since Hashem's thoughts about reality are the totality of thought that there is about reality, so then we get access to this to this almost like internal thought monologue about how existence works. And so we're then trying to uh, access and think those same thoughts. And so this halacha is actually directly intersecting that concept because what it says is, again, someone who's just thinking thoughts. You're not speaking words of Torah. You're not learning out loud. You're just thinking Torah thoughts. So do you have to say Birkas Torah before thinking Torah thoughts? And and so that's something which is a new category here. The question is, is thinking significant enough that you'd actually, you know, it's, it's something which is concrete enough that we need to make a bracha to tie it to its source, to Hashem, the way that we do with words of Torah. So here the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, someone who's thinking Devei Torah, does not need to make a bracha on them. And here the Mishnah Bura writes, what's the reason? 
to hear her lav kadibur dummy, because thinking is not the same thing as speaking. So since it's not the same thing, so according to the Shulchanach here, there's this uh, there's this distinction in which it's not significant enough, it's not real enough to actually require a bracha to connect it back to Hashem in your awareness. And now here we also have a, 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 an opinion in the Mishnah Brewer that he quotes here of the Vilna Gaon, the Gra, and he says, he says, The Gra, the Vilna Gaon, who's a big expert in all areas of halacha, but also all areas of Kabbalah, so he says, that he argues with this idea. This is no different than a case where someone is just reading Torah in his mind, like he's reading a book without saying it out loud, that he would need to make a bracha then also. And so the Vilna Gaon here says that you should say a bracha before you think thoughts of Torah. And the reason why we have this discussion at all, this debate about thoughts of Torah, is because thought is a funny thing in the spectrum of human manifestation. What I mean by that, we've, we've discussed in the in the past, is that the humanity, human beings, we are constructed in what's called a stack. The, the, the Torah word for this stack is called the Tselem Elohim. Tselem Elohim is usually translated as the image of Hashem, but it's really actually the, it's, it's the structural image of Elohim. Elohim refers to kind of like this machinery that Hashem uses to diversify and pluralize and 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 multiply his own manifestations. So in Torah thought and the way that the, the way the Torah describes the relationship between Hashem and existence is that Hashem is this one self and that one self is behind all being. But then that one self is able to essentially manifest itself through multiple filters and prisms and layers that then creates the effect that we experience of multiplicity and diversity and otherness and and complexity and and just numerousness the the experiences of existence that we have in which there is so much stuff and so many different people and so many different kinds of things going on is all a function of Hashem basically manifesting himself that his oneness through a set of prisms and filters that uh, uh, manifest as otherness and as multiplicity. And that is exactly true about you. And that, that, that set of filters and prisms is called Elohim, which is why in the Shulchan Aruch we saw this a few episodes back, that the name Elohim refer- references that Hashem is Bala Kochos Kulam. He is the master of all the disparate forces and separate uh, uh, entities that exist within this reality. And so just like that Elohim is, represents that, that multiplicity, so we also are B'Tselem Elohim because we as well are one self you're just you and you think about yourself as yourself it's just you're just you but you manifest that just you that self that one you that there is uh, in many many different forms and many many different aspects and even if you're just waving at somebody you're now manifesting uh, a movement a force in existence that is a function and expression of you but it's in a discrete measurable form and you can wave both hands and suddenly there's two actions taking place or you can jump up and down while waving both your hands and now you're doing three different actions and that means there's three things happening that are all manifestations of the one self underneath and so that's the way that we are with Selen Elohim we have our body and all of its associated components are the stack that is analogous to the stack that Hashem uses, the prisms and filters and constructs that allow Hashem to manifest in, in a diversity and multiplicity of ways and forms, we also have that exact same set of structures. And one of the aspects of that stack of translating mechanisms that allow us to translate our oneness into the manifestation of, of, of diversity into the world is the world of our thought. And thought is something which is its something which is uh, not exactly tangible, but it's more tangible than we are. So Hashem, the one self that is behind all things, is, 
completely intangible, but so are you. You are this intangible presence, intangible self, that is not measurable in any way, but it manifests through a series of filters, and one of those is the filter of thought, and thought is, on the one hand, not super tangible. On the physical level, it manifests as electrical signals in the brain, and there is no real, we have no understanding yet of how electricity, a an in, essentially intangible force that we don't even understand what it is on the level of essence, uh, we don't know why electricity exists, why it works the way that it does, we don't know any of those things, we just know that there's something that we can harness called electricity that we use, and it's this intangible force in existence. So that is the, the physical manifestation of thoughts, and then we experience those as the actual recognition of patterns inside of our minds. That's what thought is. It's your ability to recognize shapes, uh, contrasts in colors, uh, differences in, in any kind of pattern, and including also sounds. And so our ability to recognize patterns is what lets us, lets us uh, develop the, uh, the capacity to speak languages or to, to even understand languages. Languages are really just um, patterns of sound and also patterns of gestures and body language, but patterns of movements and sound that we associate with different ideas in, in the existence around us. We essentially connect them to those things. And then we know that the word pizza is a, is a sound that is associated with a particular experience of particular ingredients in a particular form. And so that's what thought is. It's the recognition of patterns, the ability to, to notice patterns and then organize them into higher and higher structures of complexity that we can then use to relate to existence, uh, essentially developing a map of existence out of these patterns. So we see patterns of, of things in the world around us that we are, our eyes pick up on those patterns. And then we develop thoughts that essentially create a mirror mapping of the outside world inside of our minds. That is the nature of thought and the nature of language. And so the question is, is that something which is significant enough is it real enough that it's something which you should now connect back to Hashem or not? And here it's really not so easy to answer because it's very clear in halacha that when you speak words of Torah, so now you're articulating linguistically, you're speaking out loud, you're taking those thought patterns that are inside your mind and you're now making sounds that are an attempt to capture the thoughts that are in your mind. That's what we do when we speak, right? We speak, we're trying to take our thoughts and articulate them in a verbal form so that way they're accessible to other people around us. And so that's a very concrete phenomenon, something which is now taking you, the self, all the way from your intangible self uh, that, that is essentially an outside the world, beyond the physical universe, and now it is channeling it through the world of your perceptions, and then deeper through the world of your thoughts, and then deeper than that through the world of your emotions, and ultimately you're going to express the totality of all of that in your words, which will now be tinged by your underlying perception, and it'll also be tinged, it'll be a direct expression of your, or an attempt to be a direct expression of your thoughts, and it'll be uh, also tinged with emotional convictions of whatever it is that your emotions reflect about your perceptions, and so you're sharing your words in a, in a way that is that contains the result of all of those stages, and so that's a real actualization of you in the world. And now we have this Birkas Torah that we say to tie that, if you're saying words of Torah, to tie that entirety of the, those thoughts in their manifest form, now that they're verbalized back to Hashem. And so the, the, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin is that, Hir hur lav dummy, that your thoughts are not the same thing as, as speaking. Speaking is, is, a, is a situation in which you externalize your thoughts in a final compressed form. And then once they're externalized from you, now you can observe them uh, as an outsider and say, now that I've said my thoughts out loud, 
Now I can observe them and see whether or not I agree with those thoughts, and so can other people. They can also observe them and see that. And so it's a certain kind of actualization of your thought world into the physical form that allows that externalization process to take place, and then you can actually observe your thoughts externally and actually create feedback about your own thoughts in their verbal form and say, now that I've said that out loud, I'm not sure that really makes so much sense. That's actually why articulating our thoughts allows us to clarify them so much because it's really, you're taking it and you're externalizing it from yourself. Now you can observe your own thoughts as an actualized product and, as, and assess whether you still think that those thoughts in this, now that you can actually see them more clearly as separate from you, are they really real? But while they're inside of your mind, they're not separate enough from you. They're simply you picking up on patterns of existence and then trying to organize them in your mind. And so the question is, is that significant enough? Is that clear enough? Is that is that tangible enough that it's something which is worth tying back to Hashem uh, or not? And so according to the Shulchan Aruch, the answer is that here her lav kedibor dami, and therefore you don't need to say a bracha on it at all. Uh, but according to the Vilna Gaon, who's a, who is, again, more of the Kabbalah side of things, although the, the Shulchan Aruch has also had a very, very vast knowledge of Kabbalah concepts, so the Vilna Gaon apparently seems to think that the world of your thought, while maybe it's less tangible, sorry, while, the, maybe, while it's maybe less tangible than speech, but it's certainly significantly more tangible than just you on the level of essence, your neshama. And so it's significant enough, it's kind of right in the middle, and it's hard to say, well, which way should we look at that? It's kind of looking at a door and asking, you know, which side of the, like, which side of the door frame is this door on? Is it inside, or the do is the door inside the room, or is it outside the room? And the door is kind of this in-between place, it's right in between, so it really shares a side with both sides. And so the same thing is true with thought. Thought is both very intangible, but certainly significantly tangible in that it mirrors tangible existence. So while it's an intangible construct, it's somewhat more tangible than you, the, the self, or the world of your perceptions, for example. And so that's what this discussion is really about. And generally speaking, the way to, to deal with, on a, with this on a halachic level is that you simply should say Birkas Torah as early as possible when you start your day. Because uh, when you're a person who is um, exposed to Torah thoughts the way this podcast is designed to do, it's very hard to not think about reality through Torah, in Torah terms. We just do it all the time because the more and more you learn about how Torah works, the more you see that all things are simply just uh, uh, expressions of Torah concepts and, and existence itself is a Torah, is a Torah mapping or, a to or, or an experience that reflects the map of Torah that we have inside of our minds. And by the way, we do that with all ideas. In other words, everybody constantly is accessing maps in their heads to assess what to do about existence. So when you wake up, you say, it's time to brush my teeth or it's time to go to the bathroom or whatever. Those things, you, you, pick, you get those things from maps of your life from the past where you learn this is what you're supposed to do when you wake up and then you simply have been doing that since then and that's just the map you're using in order to assess how to respond to existence when you first are exposed to it upon waking up. But we've seen throughout our previous episodes that there's much more complex maps of existence that you can uh, actually learn and develop and access as a result and then you can create, you can more actively create your day and your waking up and all the activities that you start your day with in a much more intentional, constructive way. Again, not that it's not constructive to just wake up, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, but there's so much more depth you could have going on in every aspect of your life simply by being more alive and more aware and more knowledgeable of existence in deeper and deeper forms. And so that's what we're talking about here. And the question is just, you know, when you think accessing, you're, everybody's accessing some kind of a map. So are you accessing a Torah map or just like a, a much more primitive, basic map of, of existence? And so given that, so it's a good idea to, to, to say Birkas of Torah as early as possible. So that way, all the Torah thoughts that you're thinking, you can, you can inherently have this framework of connection between your Torah thoughts and your Torah words and Torah ideas to tie them back to Hashem and to not lose sight 
of the fact that all Torah thoughts are actually Hashem's thoughts. And again, remember that the bigger framework here, or the smaller framework perhaps, is the issue of Das Tovara. That's the antidote that we're working on throughout the series and throughout all of Torah, is we're trying to cure the tendency to create distorted perceptions where we become shallow in our thinking and in our perceptions of existence. And then we, we experience Torah as an isolated phenomenon instead of attaching it back to its actual root, its actual source. That's the whole point of Brachos, is to actually uh, fight off Das Tovara by consistently... Uh, pushing deeper on our perceptions and not letting them just become shallow simply because perceptions are able to be a function of preference as a result of the story of the Eitzadas. So that's the basic idea, the Tzalem Elohim concept and the role of thought within it, and the idea of thinking versus speaking, and the brachos that we say are designed to create those connections. So I hope that clarified a few things here, and we're going to move forward into the later halachos now in the next episodes uh, for Bikr Satora. And again, thanks so much for joining, for tuning in, and looking forward to having you join me in the next episode.